Right, let's see. Uh, fast falls the evening tide. Darkness deepens, Lord, with me abide. When other helpers fail and comforts flee, O help of the helpless, O Lord, abide with me. Swift to its close, ebbs out life's little day, earth's joys grow dim, its glories fade or pass away. We're in a funny day and age these days. That song seems to fit right in with today's day and age. Swift to its close ebbs out life's little day. Earth's joys grow dim, its glories pass away. When other helpers fail and comforts flee. <coughs> o help of the helpless, O Lord, abide with me. A lot of these songs that people have written have you imagine been written at times in their lives when they really understood what they were talking about. Words like that must have come from somewhere deep, from possibly deep, dark experience that the writer of the song had. That's actually a well-known song that a lot of people have heard, that's the words of the song. I don't remember the whole song, I don't even remember the words that well. <coughs> but the words just seem to be fitting to today's uh, climate, if you like, today's kind of world. Fast falls the evening tide, darkness deepens, Lord, with me abide. When other helpers fail and comforts flee, O help of the helpless, O Lord, abide with me. Swift to its close ebbs out life's little day, earth's joys grow dim, its glories pass away. Hold thou thy cross before my closing eyes and point me to the skies. Words like that can really uh, make you think and feel for what the person writing it was talking about when they wrote those songs. <coughs> you don't always know what was going through their lives when they wrote those songs. Probably someone's written about whatever that person was uh, really writing about in relation to the experiences he was having on earth at the time. And so the songs and the words of songs can speak to people in all kinds of ways in that they can relate those words to their situation. And the situation in today's words particularly relate, it's today's world actually, particularly relate to that song as sketches, I know the song, some of the words are more clearer than others to me, in that they relate to today's world. Swift to its close, ebbs out life's little day. Earth's joys grow dim, its glories pass away. So that's how you feel these days. Earth's joys seem to be growing dim, and its glories are passing away. 
once you had a kind of glorious country in America, for instance, or a glorious country in America, in, in England, perhaps England once had a glorious history. America seems to have, most people think, a gory kind of history in that they've had all these different wars on foreign lands and foreign shores and all the rest of it. And they've had the big event, 9-11, going back 2001 and all that stuff going on. And the world has never been the same since these uh, major landmark events like 9-11. It's as if they're kind of major, uh, big, uh, you know, like castles on a chessboard and someone's moved a massive castle. <coughs> and since that move, that kind of chess move, the world has never been the same and the chessboard has never looked the same and slowly but surely the, the pieces are being moved in this world and major decisions are being made that are out of our hands as ordinary people and a lot of us feel that we're so powerless all we can do is hope that the powers that be and our governments are going to make the right chess moves you wonder really if they even care about what we um, think about these chess moves. That they're uh, very manipulative. <coughs> they're very manipulative at the top, and they're good at manipulating public opinion into the directions they want them to go. So if they want to make a chess move, they find a way to make that chess move. And all we find ourselves uh, feeling like is mere pawns in a big game. And we can only hope that when they make these moves, uh, or they make a move with us as pawns, that they're going to put us in the right place. But something deep inside us all tell us, I don't think they're going to put me in the right place. I don't think whatever chess move they make out there, our leaders and the powers that be and all the rest of it, <clears throat> I don't really think they're going to make all the right moves. Whatever they're going to do, it's not going to be with me in mind. It's as if they're all playing a big power game at the top and we find ourselves as mere pawns in the big game. So look, uh, since 9-11, the world has never been the same. I think before 9-11, the people in America had more faith in their government. And you do hear since September the 11th, uh, the world has never been the same. And the Americans don't really trust their government as much as they used to. <coughs> so the world has, has seriously changed since September of 9-11, you know, so it's a, it's a funny world now and there's a lot of, uh, lot of people assuming that there's um, something um, <coughs> very grave coming our way. They, there's all kinds of people talking about all kinds of um, would-be prophecies on the internet these days. There's so many people saying that they're getting messages from God these days and these messages telling people that we're headed particularly for 
financial disaster that there's there's the big economic crash coming for instance it seems to be one of the main things that people are talking about and there's so many people on the internet these days all saying that they're getting feelings and messages and, uh, and, and signs from God all pointing in the direction of there being some kind of major upheaval in the world some kind of major um, change that we're headed for uh, uncharted wars in that the world's going to change so dramatically that it's never going to be the same when all of this kicks off. So there's a lot of people talking in that direction and when you think about it, what is it that's drawing people into this kind of thinking? Everyone seems to have this idea, well a lot of people do, not everyone obviously, but there's a lot of people all kind of associated with a kind of a, a spiritual uh, leaning of some sort. <clears throat> and they're all kind of um, saying we're headed for some kind of uh, major upheaval and particularly saying that we're headed for the major um, event in all of this is uh, an economic crash is the big uh, that suddenly the picture you get is money's going to to fail the banks are going to uh, close down and your uh, your plastic car won't work at the till no more and we'll all be left stranded with no money uh, due to a major economic crash that's so powerful so big that all the banks fail, all the money fails, and even there's uh, correlated with all of this, you get the picture, there's a, some sort of cyber attack of sorts, and that all the, uh, your, your plastic card at the till won't work no more, so suddenly that throwing the world into major upheaval and chaos. Now there's a lot of people saying that this is going to happen, and it's somehow or other it's on the cards to happen in that they're saying they're getting messages from God about these things happening. So the problem is with all, with all that is you hear so many people saying that this is going to happen and so many people saying that they're getting messages from God <clears throat> and some people even giving dates to these messages and all the rest of it that you're left in a state of confusion as to just who do you listen to, <coughs> which one is getting it right, <coughs> how many are getting it right, and what makes so many people so sure that something of that kind of magnitude is actually going to happen. So you find yourself sifting through the information highway, that highway being the internet these days, I mean people years ago used to read the newspapers, a lot of people are finding well why read the newspapers and spend money on them when you can just go straight on the internet and get the news that way. Or you can go to what's called the alternative media sites these days where you're getting an apparent alternative view and an apparent more realistic view of what is actually happening as opposed to the mainstream media, you've got an alternative uh, media that's grown up in this day and age and is on the internet. And a lot of people are caught between the two. Who do you listen to? The apparent uh, sound-minded appearing mainstream media 
Or do you go to the alternative uh, media that's growing up on the internet? Of, uh, you get so many kind of self-proclaimed prophets on there that you just don't know uh, who to listen to. There's so many people saying they're getting messages from God, that God has spoken to them. And they're telling, telling us that there's all this, uh, this crisis coming. And that it's going to kick off with a major event, is one thing you're hearing. And logic might tell us that back in uh, September the 11th, 2001, I think it was the day when 9-11 happened, that, that actually uh, was a kind of a staged event, what, you, what people call a, a false flag event that you do something yourself in that it was you who actually did this thing called 9-11 that we all know about and then you blame somebody else so you simply want a war with uh, someone out there in the Middle East be it Iraq, be it Libya, be it any one of those countries you blame foreign powers of some sort about then it was it was Al Qaeda and all this sort of stuff for doing this to the twin towers, and then you've got the ideal excuse for a war. Well, that's what people generally call a false flag that you do it yourself and blame somebody else for doing it. The person that you want to attack, look, everybody, he did this to us. Therefore, we need to go and teach him a lesson and make sure he doesn't do it again. So that's the world we've got since 9-11. It seems that before 9-11, there wasn't much talk of all these false flags. Well, since then, it's as if the, the idea of a false flag situation has come to uh, the forefront of people's minds. So there appears to be a lot of um, situations arising in the mainstream media and then you've got the alternative media, the um, people on the internet, all trying to expose the mainstream media as being the ones who are telling us lies and going along with these false flags and telling us we need to attack this country or villainise that person as the enemy because look everybody, he did this. And then you've got people on the internet saying they're only saying he did this because it's a false flag. It was, it was an inside job or it was done by the powers that be or it was done by the American government or it was done by various other um, parties and all they want to do is rope us into another war. First, they're going to bring about an economic crash and as a result of this economic crash, they're going to then steer us in the direction of who caused this crash and there's your enemy out there and, and therefore we all need to go out there and attack this enemy, whoever they are, whoever they turn out to be and then we can stop them from doing it all again. So that's the kind of world we're living in now uh, if you want to get to the bottom of what actually is going on. But it's kind of led to a load of imbalance. I mean, how many times on the internet they told us the end of the world is coming? We're all told that uh, 2012 was the Mayan prophecy um, saga and everyone was expecting something to kick off then. 
So there's been there's been different situations like you've had the Olympics and all the rest of it in London. Everyone was expecting a major event then. So you've got a kind of a major event mentality growing up these days where people are expecting another kind of 9-11 to kick off and uh, the imaginations are running wild with all of this and there's load of, loads of people trying to get on the bandwagon of trying to be the one who points out to all the rest of these kind of people just when and where it's going to kick off and just what it's going to be. And out of all of this, you've got all these um, prophets growing up, self-proclaimed prophets with all of these messages from God telling us God said this to them. God said this to this person. God said this to that person. And God said this to a, a thousand people on there, all telling us they're getting messages from God. And you wind up with a picture of an economic crash. You've got, you've got tsunamis. You've got earthquakes. You've got World War Three, And you've got famines, pestilence. Just about every possible disaster that you could ever dream up or imagine is going to happen and kick off soon. Well, take your pick. Is it going to be all of those? Is it going to be an economic crash, a tsunami, earthquakes, World War Three, uh, famines and plagues? Uh, you name it, they're all out there. So what you've got, what you've got that's grown up in this day and age due to either the mainstream media lying to us, which it would have to be believed that they do, the alternative media uh, exposing, and there's some truth there too. You'd have to say there's some truth in the mainstream media. They can't lie about everything because obviously they'd lose their credibility. So they have to tell the truth about some things and then uh, get credibility that way. Otherwise, you wouldn't. They'd be too obvious. Behind their kind of credible stories, they, they, um, they lie and bend the truth. And... Um, or they're biased with the truth. They only tell you one side, but not the other. But, it, but in spite of all that, the balancing act is that they do have some kind of credibility. If there's a storm coming, they usually get that right. Uh, you know, and if there's something that happens somewhere, a disaster, an earthquake, if it's of magnitude seven, yeah, they usually get that right. So you kind of come to rely upon some of the things they say. And the same with the alternative media, you come to rely upon some of the things they say. But the problem is you've got so many crazy people now on the internet that what you've got is, is so much confusion and miscalculated and, and people getting on the bandwagon uh, wanting sensation. So many sensation seekers on there, so many self-proclaimed prophets so many people trying to uh, be the one who gets it right and tells the rest and wants to be there first so that they can be the one who stands there and everybody else listen to them and they're the ones who, who are enlightening all the others and, and leading the way and, and launching the attack and all this sort of stuff. So it's got kind of um, pretty crazy these days that you're not sure who to listen to. Sometimes you find yourself listening to someone and further down the road you find out, oh, hang on, <laughs> what, 
where's this going you know and it, it, it's you can't kind of uh, swallow anything from then onwards because they come up with stuff and it's so ludicrous you couldn't possibly uh, go along with it anymore they've discredited their whole their whole witness and their whole message so you know who do you listen to these days so whichever way you look at it what we've got is a day and age where there's there appears to be nothing but confusion in people's minds and the confusion and as to where you draw the lines or don't draw the line is is becoming quite a um, quite a maze quite a balancing act and um, you think to yourself just who do you listen to anymore just who do you who do you go with you know the the self-proclaimed prophets do they realize the seriousness of putting words in God's mouth that he didn't say. Now, if God didn't say something, then people shouldn't actually say that he said it. <clears throat> if you or I said something, and other people were going around and said, you said this or you said that, then none of us would be pleased about that. We would be extremely upset, depending upon what they said. So it is extremely uh, serious to actually put words in God's mouth that he didn't say. To say that he said something when he didn't even say it. And, you, you know, it's one thing putting words in a person's mouth, but it's another thing putting words in God's mouth. People should not in any way put words in God's mouth that he didn't say. And if they do put words in God's mouth, that he did say, then they should assume full responsibility for saying that uh, God did say this, and therefore I go along with it, and uh, be fully aware of the consequences of, of their actions, their, what they're saying. So um, if, if you really, really, or if I really, really feel that God said something, then I should say it, or shouldn't say it, but if God said something and you feel it's true and it's something that should be said, then you should or I should or anyone should be fully aware of the consequences of uh, putting words in God's mouth. Um, Jesus said that if um, every one of us, you know, every single one of us, will one day give an account for every idle word that we have spoken. For every tiny little idle word that we have spoken, or even the words that aren't idle that you know you're talking about, particularly an idle word is a word where you're not really thinking about what you're saying perhaps. So if you're going to have to give an account for every idle word, that's bad enough in itself. But what about a calculated word? What about if you calculate that you're going to say you're getting a message from God when you didn't get it and you weren't sure even that you got it, but you're going to say you got a message from God and then you're going to tell on this internet you see people with uh, thousands and thousands of followers and this person has assumed authority because he's behold the man who's getting messages from God. And because he's getting messages from God, it kind of, uh, it's a simple kind of trick, if you like. You can get straight in at the, the bottom elevator, so to speak, and you can shoot straight up to the top of the 
you know the uh, the the elevator to the castle to the to the mountain peak whatever you want to call it via the elevator and how you do that is you tell people that you have heard from God and God has spoken to you in a dream and your dream is telling people that all these things are going to happen and it's a very easy trick on the internet these days because if you've got to do is go around and see the sort of things everybody else is saying so take your pick there's going to be an earthquake there's going to be an economic crash there's going to be world war three there's going to be a tsunami there's going to be a meteorite coming from outer space take your pick some of them seem to say pretty much most of those things are going to happen and uh, I mean when you think about it really it's like betting on a horse one of them is bound to come in if there's seven eight horses in a race and you've got economic crash you've got earthquakes you've got uh, tsunamis you've got pestilence and plagues and, and all the rest of it world war three well as a as a as a sort of would-be self-proclaimed prophet you can pretty much guarantee one of those things are going to come in you know you can kind of bet on any one of those horses and when it happens you can turn around to people and say there you go didn't I tell you God told me and I told you and now you know that I'm the one so that's the kind of um, world we're in these days and the kind of mentality we've all got or people have got on the internet and to fish around and try to sort of sift through all of this in light of today's world, in light of the fact that it does, um, it doesn't look very good out there, and, and everyone, I mean, science and mathematics are pretty, you know, accurate ways of looking at things. So you can you can pretty much calculate that all these governments in debt and getting further and further and further into debt. I mean, logic tells you you there comes a time, you know, when you can't, you know, all this so-called borrowing. There comes a time when, you know, how are you ever going to pay all this money off? Surely the, the people who've lent, you've apparently lent the money uh, from are going to call in the debt one day and all the rest of it. And so kind of logic tells you that we can't possibly carry on the way we're going. Something's bound to happen one day. And uh, you do hear that the, these economic crashes tend to happen every so often. And one sure kind of calculated kind of fact you seem to get is that these economic crashes tend to come around after so many years. And some people say it's kind of about seven years. <coughs> Unless you've actually done your home, own homework on that, you can't be too sure. But that one about every seven years appears to be pretty kind of sure because you can go back seven years, seven years for about three lots of seven and, and you can see that yes, I think did definitely happen every seven years and it's been seven years since 2008, we're now in 2015 could it be by the law of averages even that something could happen again that looking back over history you hear about all these different economic crashes that have happened in the past and everyone knows the history books, even if they don't know the dates, that there have been serious economic crashes in the past. They've happened before, so they could happen again. So it's, it's not a bad thing to base your future on the past and look back in the past and think, well, it has happened in the past, so therefore it could happen in the future.
So that's a fair kind of analysis of the situation. But what about these people who are saying that they're getting kind of psychic kind of readings into the future? Be they prophets of God or psychics or, or and all the rest of them. People who are saying that God has spoken to them or they've got some kind of a dream and it's some kind of psychic phenomena that they don't know where it comes from but it's purely psychic and all the rest of it. Where do you go with all of that? And what if you uh, have, have uh, in your past uh, come across this sort of thing yourself and there's a definite sense of reality to some of these prophecies that you hear? Well, way back in 1965, there was a situation where there was a, a, a very, um, a lot of people probably haven't heard of it these days, but back then in 1965-66 there was a prophecy going around written down on a mere tract because back then they didn't have the internet and people used to hand out these tracts like people hand out newspapers people would hand out their, their messages on bits of paper back then these days they go more into putting their messages out on places like YouTube and as anyone knows, if you go on YouTube, the, it's, it's rife with all this sort of thing. You know, there's so many, you only got to put the word in. And the amount of people that come up in connection with it is, is uh, astronomical. And which one you listen to or not is astronomical. So if you're one of these people who do actually believe there is a spiritual uh, side to life, as well as the physical kind of dimension to all of this, the mathematical and the scientific and all the rest of it, that there is another, uh, another dimension to all of this, and that's the spiritual dimension, then you tend to be a bit more broad-minded about all of this. You tend to look at it in a broader sense that, yes, you know, though there's a lot of confusion in all these spheres, there's confusion in the political sphere of influence if you like because most people would agree you know politics is has gone crazy like everything else who do you listen to which one do you go with which one do you vote for which government in the world do you trust anymore which one do you believe in since 9-11 i don't think many people believe in any of their governments anymore no one seems to trust anyone anymore uh, be they your neighbour, or be they your friends even, or be they the government. So the, in the political sphere of influence, you'd have to say there's great confusion. In the uh, economic sphere of influence, you'd have to say there's great confusion. Who do you listen to? In the banking sphere of influence, you'd have to say there's great confusion. Who do you listen to? You've got a world now where there's confusion in politics, in economics, in religion, in governments all around the world. There's confusion in people's families. There's confusion in, in, in every business. There's confusion in everyone's minds. There's confusion about the mainstream media. There's confusion about the alternative media. And in the midst of all of this confusion, we've all got to make some kind of sense of it all. So who do you listen to? Well, if you could get messages from God, that would be brilliant. 
because of course you could listen to God and a lot of people are saying that they do hear from God and God is giving them all of these messages are they all wrong you can't say all of them are wrong a lot of them are perhaps right and wrong they're no doubt in balance some of them some of them have every really mean well and they're doing their best to make some kind of sense of all of this but the one thing to remember in the whole thing <coughs> is that it's a serious 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 you know business to put words in somebody's mouth that they haven't said so if they're going to say they've got a message from God, which I choose to believe can be done, I choose to believe, I'm one of these people that choose to believe that, <coughs> yes, people have got messages from God, and yes, people do get messages from God. Do I know which one to listen to? Not completely. Sometimes you can be with certain people or listen to certain people and something in that conversation or will tell you that, yeah, this person is doing their best to tell the truth. Whether they're right or wrong, balanced or imbalanced, I don't always know. But I can tell by uh, talking to this person, listening to this person, that they're doing their best to simply get their message across and they're being honest as they can as a human about the whole thing. So going back in uh, 1965 there was a message going around and this message was telling people that turn your eyes towards Memphis and Memphis not in America but Memphis being once the capital of Egypt, so we're talking more Egypt here. Word for word, the prophecy about the future, possibly our dying age that we're living in now, was talking back then in 1965, a woman who was the person who did get messages from God, and I choose to believe that, and if I'm putting words in God's mouth, then I stand by that. I stand by the fact that that is a big responsibility. And uh, as they might say in a court of uh, law, of, uh, if you're in court, I go along in a way of uh, putting your hand on the Bible and, and saying, well, yes, in the sight of God, I can only do my best to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. So I stand by that, I stand by that 100%, that I'm doing my best here to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. So on the strength of that, and the strength of the responsibility of actually speaking uh, on God's behalf, speaking uh, for God, hopefully, on the strength of this prophecy, given back in 1965, the prophecy uh, talking about turning, turn your eyes towards Memphis, which was the ancient capital of Egypt, as I understand. So, turn your eyes towards Egypt. The prophecy goes on, for out of it, Egypt, shall come the great confusion. The author of confusion is even now marshalling his forces for this great confusion. 
he is gathering his forces from a great nation and eastern nations, friends that will join with him. So sudden will be this great confusion that there will be a mighty widening of the eyes of those that have not discerned the signs of the times. Be prepared and be ye not deceived by this great society for it shall come to travail and then bring forth the great confusion. Be 